Amen. So let's open our Bibles, please, to uh, the book of James, James chapter 1. And uh, we're going to begin reading in verse 1. We'll read responsively through verse 5. And uh, I'd ask that you listen very carefully uh, because one of the greatest uh, keys to success is accepting reality. So if you accept the reality that your life is a never-ending test, you've already had the right mindset. So let's look at James 1, uh, beginning verse 1, shall we stand please for the reading of God's Word. And look at verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. So if you look back at verse 2, I'd really encourage you to memorize this, know where to find it. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. So we're talking about this morning divers' temptations or what I call the school of life. Uh, I'd ask that you listen very carefully. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. We yield your spirit. We pray that he lead and guide us as to what to say and how to say it, that we be attentive. Help us not to be distracted. Help us to get the right mindset, uh, that we think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Help us to understand it, to accept it, to submit to it, and to go on under perfection. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, my goal is to be succinct. Uh, I know that we're already here longer than usual. Uh, just talk to you a minute about the school of life. I know that this is a transitional time. I can relate to all of us. Uh, I grew up in Dallas back then. I know it may seem strange, when you got out of school, my mom would say, you don't have to wear your shoes anymore. <laughs> I don't know if he remembers that. And uh, kind of weird. Uh, hot asphalt, Dallas, Texas. By the end of the summer, your feet were camel's knees. Uh, your shoes didn't fit, but you were tough. And, uh, and then when time, okay, I remember uh, the dreaded news. Time to buy our school clothes. Uh, still dread uh, haunting news. But uh, so I can relate to, as I said, I went to school 18 years secular. I was adding up. I left off 10. So I went another 48, but uh, 38, yeah, 38, not 28. But a uh, long time ago, I realized all of life is a test. That's all life is, is a test. So if we understand this, it will change our mindset. And when we get our mind right, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Then you're not surprised. You're, you will not be shocked. 
and you will understand what happens so that you can do what God said, count it all joy. So I want to give you some advice uh, by way of uh, introduction. Uh, number one, whether you enter into this school year with excitement or dread, whichever one it may be, uh, accept it and submit to it and move into it. You've just got to change. You have to accept it. The past is the past. Paul said this one thing I do. Forgetting the past, pressing on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So, don't sidestep. Just submit. Press on. Whether you're very elated and really happy that the school year is starting or really it's the last thing you want to do. Number two, pray for wisdom and grace. Pray for a special grace, the hand of blessing to be upon you and your family, your teachers, your schoolmates, whatever the situation is. James 1.5 says if you lack wisdom, ask of God who give it to all men liberally. It's very simple. Number three, be very aware of what's taking place. Don't be confused. Look around. Look what's happening. Look at your schoolmates. Look how they act. Look at their spirit. Watch your teacher. Uh, adjust to the new situation. Where are you going to sit in the room? What's going to happen at lunch in the cafeteria? What will happen during uh, PE? Whatever the situation is. Be very aware. Make the adjustments. Uh, God made us flexible. If you go into this thing rigid, so I want it to be like last year. I've got news for you. It's not going to be like last year. That's the past. Accept the changes, be flexible, move on. Number four, be diligent. That means do your best, work hard, show up, be punctual, take notes, uh, read your extra uh, whatever it is. If you, if you have things required by the, the teacher, do your homework, uh, take the time. You know, and I tell everybody, you know, some of you won't like this, you ought to make them do their homework, then they can play. You make them do their chores first, you go milk the cow and get the eggs out of the hen house, uh, then you can have your fun time. You, and, you know, if you're a teacher, you do your lesson plan first, don't procrastinate, then you'll feel better, you'll be relieved, then you can have your time. Uh, and, but this applies to every part of life. Every area of life, these are good principles and a way to live. And, and I still remember my teachers. I do. I remember Miss Ledbetter in the fifth grade. She had a beehive hairdo. You know what a beehive is? Stood that tall and they sprayed a whole can of... You know, it's the type where they say, I hope she doesn't walk under a ceiling fan. Uh, I... I remember her to, to this day. Uh, I, I remember my teacher. You know, some of you teachers think you don't have an impact. They'll remember you. You could change their whole life. Uh, I remember certain situations, sitting with certain people in different settings and how it was different. So the Bible calls this divers 
temptations. That means many kinds. So this temptation does not relate to just sin. It's not saying you're tempted to do wrong or disobey God. This is the word for testing, trial, proving, a more general term. And so it tells us the purpose of this is to get patience. If you can get patience, it will have a perfect work. And if you can let patience have its perfect work, you will be entire wanting nothing. Now, this is a whole different subject. Our whole problem in life is two things. Kind of summarize. What you desire and what you feel. Your desires will ruin and wreck your life, or they can make your life, and your emotions could ruin or wreck your life, or they could enhance your life. But the goal is to let patience have its perfect work so you're entire, so that you want nothing. Amen. It doesn't mean you're an amoeba or just sitting there like a bump on a log. It means you're waiting on God. Your expectation is from Him. You're letting Him bring things into your life in His timing, like Brother James talked about in Sunday school, committing the keeping of your soul unto Him, your spirit. And when you do this, you will just wait, have peace, you will want nothing. Now, you can want everything, but want nothing at the same time. And you can let God be God, bring it into your life in a spiritual way with divine appointments. If you don't do this, you're going to want a lot of things. You know why people aren't here today that could be here? They wanted something else more than they wanted to be here. They are out of the will of God. They wanted to stay home. They wanted a barbecue or whatever. Mow the yard, go to Garner and barbecue it. They... No, they don't do that. Dig a hole, put a cow head in the ground or a baby goat or whatever, a cabrito. Uh, they didn't want. They wanted something more than this. If you will count it joy and let God work, you're not going to want anything. All you're going to want is what God wants. And when all you want is what God wants, God will trust you to give you what you would have wanted. But if you only want what you want, you will then eliminate the will of God, and you're going to cause. Not more temptation. You're going to cause suffering, right. sorrow, setbacks, struggle, failure, repetition of something that should have only happened one time. You're going to go through it and run and bang your head into the wall and it'll never break down. And you're going to have to go through it over and over and over again. So that's why it says, count it all joy. Now, he did not say happiness. It's not necessarily fun to be tested. It's not fun to be tried. But joy is the peace in your heart that you get by obedience through suffering. So you submit, you obey, you suffer, and then peace floods your soul. The Bible says Christ for the Joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. 
wasn't joy in the beginning. He would have joy in the end. So, really, all life is, is a test. Right. A proving ground. So, I want you to think about this. There's three ways to learn. And the first, according to God's Word, is you have to be instructed. The Bible calls it sitting under instruction. You need a teacher. And one of the main uh, requirements of a pastor is a pastor and teacher. They're singular. Plus you have to preach, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering doctrine. But if you can't teach, you can't pastor. But So, teaching. You have to submit to a teacher. You have to seek out a teacher. You're, you're not going to get it. I've heard people say, I just learned that. And you don't get it by osmosis. You're not just going to sit there and open up and your head's full of knowledge. doesn't work that way. Somebody went to school to learn so they can pass the knowledge on and you have to sit there and take it and be instructed and that means you have to take notes, show up, be on time, don't be distracted, don't daydream. You need an instructor. Good. You know, I, I heard somebody say, well... I've already been to school. I don't need Sunday school. No, yes, you do need Sunday school. I need Sunday school. Everybody needs a teacher. Right. So if you're a teacher, uh, it's nothing to be proud about, but you're somebody. Nothing to be bloated up or arrogant, but the only way for people to learn is to sit under instruction. Yeah. Now, some people will say, I'll just read books. I'll, you know, in modern technology... I'll learn on my own. And, and I was taught, these are called self-styled experts. Yeah. They get a little of this, a little of that, and when it's all said and done, they don't know anything. And it's almost like they, they tied their mind into a knot like a pretzel. They're very confused people. So, you sit under instruction, you submit. Now, I admit... I don't really like group settings. I'm kind of an antisocial. Uh, but I have to do it. I just submit. I submit to my teacher. I'll just sit there. What do you have? And I will open up to say, you're my teacher. I'm the pupil. Teach me. So the first, if you're going to pass the test, you've got to first be instructed. So number one, you have instruction. Number two, retention. Your retention level is how much of the instruction can you retain? That becomes a part of your own intellect and your, in your mind, spirit, and then in your heart of the emotions. How much of that instruction can you retain? And some people just say, well, I, that's just not me. I'm not any good at that. But the reality is, God gave everybody a mind. He gave everybody free will, volition to choose. And He gave you the ability to repeat because repetition is the key to learning. And you can lock it in your memory bank, so to speak. Do you know Deuteronomy, fifth book of the Bible, is largely a repetition of the first four books? It's not an accident. Repetition's the key to learning. Right. You know, and I used to think I got to come up with something new every time. And 
a lot of students would say, you're going too fast. And I was trying to teach to me because the best way to learn is to teach. I learn some of the greatest stuff when I preach. Uh, it's, it's weird. You know what it's like if you're a teacher. But um, you have to retain it. And if you're not going to retain it, if you don't apply yourself. So the word is diligence. You have to be diligent. I'm taking this seriously. This is top priority. I'm focusing in. I'm taking notes. I'm going to listen. And then I will review it and review it over and over again. And, and that's the way God made it. Do you think you're going to memorize Psalm 1 the first time you try? No. Or Psalm 8 or Romans 6 or Psalm 121 or whatever it is you're, you're uh, working on. You're not going to get it unless you repeat it because that is called rumination. You ruminate, you think about it, you rethink about it, you talk about it, you sit on it a while. Don't do anything. And when you don't do anything, that's when it becomes a part of who you are. And then you'll bring it up again and review it, repeat it, talk about it. Then you can retain it. I remember when I went to school, um, they called it cramming. They'd skip school, wouldn't read, didn't take notes. Try to figure out what the teacher was going to ask. Cram for the test the night before. Take a bunch of pills and, and try to and drink caffeine. Try to stay up late to cram. And then a lot of times the teacher would ask them everything they didn't cram for. But all they had to do was just do what the teacher said. Just do what the teacher tells you. You know, and a good teacher will say, you're going to be tested on this. I forget... It was some Greek philosopher, probably shouldn't quote him, but it's really good. He said, tell them what you're going to tell them. Then tell them, and then tell them what you told them. That's a good teacher. Amen. It really is. Tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, then tell them what you just told them. And that's repetition three times right there. And, and some people, I want to be deep and kind of confuse them, so I'll go this way and then I'll go that way. Uh, and, and I've learned even in sermons, you try to cover too much and it's, most people won't get any of it. You better just drive in one great point. So number one, instruction. Number two, retention. Do you know what you were taught? Number three, recollection. So the recalling is to recollect, but you can only recollect what you retained and you can only retain that which you were instructed. Right. But so here's what happens. Oh, it's test day. It's, the test is to show what you rec recalled, that you retain, that you set under instruction. Good. So really, what is life? It's all determined by the test. All life is is approving of what have you, what's your retention, can you recollect what you've been instructed. So, what does the test really do? It tells what I am. Good. It's not a score. It tells what I am. Secondly, it tells what I know. What I am, what I know. Thirdly, it tells have I grown any? What's my growth level? 
And then number four, it tells how strong I am. Because, you know, some teachers trick you. Am I strong enough to not let the trick get on my nerves? Or some teachers aren't a good instructor. I'm being honest. They don't know how to convey the knowledge, and that may not set well with me. And, and I've heard people say all the time, I studied hard, but for the wrong thing. And the teacher ought to tell you, this is on the test. I've taught you what's going to be on the test. Go study it. Don't come to me that, that you didn't know what to study for. It's pretty plain and simple. So, in the school of life, everything's a test. Today, I've taken several tests. You're taking a test right now, whether you realize it or not, of what type of person you are. This is proving what type of person you are. You sitting here in some way is testing what you are, what you know, have you grown any, and how strong or weak are you. Everything is a test. Good. So, if I understand this, I get my mind right, I didn't graduate from school in 1986. It just, it's, I've been tested every day since then. So, just real quickly, there are four ways we are tested. Number one, very simple, we test ourselves. We test ourselves. In James 1, and you look at verse 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Now I'm just giving you the overview. There's a whole Bible study within each of these. We test ourselves. Right now you're being tested to daydream or pay attention. You're being tested. You're being tested to wait and look for your sack lunch or listen to what's going on right now. You're being tested to sit up straight or to slouch. It's a test. Everything's a test. You're being tested to ignore the person who's on your nerves because their kid isn't acting right or whatever. I don't know. It's a test. So, we test ourselves all the time. Our lust, our desires, our emotions test us. And it'll prove, did you sit under instruction? Did you retain what you were taught? And can you recall what you retained or what you were taught? And it'll prove what you are, how strong you are, and what you know. Number two, God tests us. Uh, Genesis 22.1, God tempted Abraham and he said, Take thine son, thine only son Isaac, and sacrifice. God didn't want him to murder his son. It was a test of faith to see if he'd obey. It was a test. God tells us all the time. Uh, you know, the excuses people made not to follow Christ. He'd say, let the dead bury the dead. Follow me. Quit making excuses. This is a test to see what you'll do. To see what you are, to see what you know, to see how much you've grown, and to see if you're strong or weak. This is a test. It's not personal. If you're not tested, it is a gauge 
of what you are. That's all the test is. It's not to put you down or to glorify I'm a summa cum lousy. I graduated summa cum lousy in a class of 850. Uh, doesn't matter. A lot of billionaires didn't go to college. So what? It's a test. It's a test. You know, I was talking about with my brother. In, in my, we called it junior high. I don't know what y'all call it. Middle school. There was about 600 people. I was just telling him the agony of trying to find a place in the cafeteria to eat your lunch. It's, as a little kid trying to fit in with all these cliques and evil people and competition, I mean, it's, it's a test. And it was every day a test. And you're tempted to eat an ice cream sandwich for lunch every day because you didn't like any of that other stuff. It's a test. Will you... It's not did you pass. It shows what you are. So number one, we test ourselves. Number two, God tests us. Number three, Satan tempts us. So it says in Luke 4, 2, other places that Christ was uh, driven of the Spirit to be tempted of the devil. So the devil will tempt us. Will you obey God? Will you yield to the temptation? It's a test. And if you yield, you failed the test. It shows what type of person you are, what you know, have you grown, and are you strong or weak? It's just a test. Praise the Lord, the blood of Christ uh, covers all sin, and it, it'll help you pass the test or heal you when you fail the test. Good. Number four, then the world tests us. The world tests us. 1 John 5, 4. Faith is the victory that overcometh the world. This world will try you. It will test you. Uh, and some people in more ways than others. But, you know, just going to the store could be a test. Especially in self-checkout when your car is full of stuff this big and the little self-checkout thing is this big. And they don't want to pay somebody to run those big old conveyor belts like they used to and you got to do it yourself and look it up. It's under the peas. It's called potatoes. Oh, this one doesn't take cash. Could be a test. Oh, wait, step back there. See that six-foot line? Too close. Could be a test. Could be a test getting a parking spot. Yeah. Anyway. Is it really a test? Yeah. Shows what you are. Did you get mad? Did violence rise up? Are you competitive? Shows what you know. Are you ignorant enough to let that affect who you are? Or are you just going to sit there and take it? I had to do it this way. I'm going to submit to this test. I'm just going to sit there and take it. And I'm really loving this. I'm just going to take it. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And then driving 
getting cut off, waiting at the next light. This, this guy didn't follow the rules. I was first there. The, right, the guy that's to the right gets the first. That's... You, you didn't use your turn signal. You didn't come to a complete stop. If I was a police, I would give out so many tickets every day. You changed lanes illegally. You went to the far lane first. You didn't come to a complete stop. Excessive acceleration or you're impeding traffic. Yeah. Do they give you a commission? Uh, so, the world's a test. Now, what should we do? Count it all joy. Easier said than done. So, I, I'm through, but God doesn't punish us. The test is not to show you failed, I'm going to punish you. That's not it. God loves us, as Brother James said. He chastises us so we can learn from the test what He wants us to learn to show you have made improvement or you need to work on this. That's what the test is for. It's chastisement to learn. So, everything that happens is a test. It will prove what you are, what you know. Have you grown? And are you strong or weak? Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation. You know, so I relate to you, kid. We're going to be praying for every one of you. We love you, all of you. But, and I know what some of you think. That's an old man with the gray beard. He doesn't go to school. Hey, I'm, I go to school every day just like you. Every day, just like you. Life is a test. Now, if you're smart, I always say, I only want to go to the third grade one time. Why would I want to go to the third grade twice? I want to learn what I'm supposed to learn and go to the fourth grade. And learn what I'm supposed to learn and go to the fifth grade. And when I was a kid, they'd set you back. Nowadays, I don't know what they do. That's why we have so many illiterate people and our society is imploding uh, because they lower the standards because of why? No instruction, no retention, no recollection. When the test comes, oh, these results look bad on our school district. Lower the standards. Lower the... No, when I... You know, China's not lowering them. I got news. The Japanese don't lower their standards. They're high. Uh, so... We can't help it. We all know what's going on. But, so, do your best. Just do your best. Don't worry about what the president or the principal or the administrator does. Do your job. Doesn't matter if they let that guy get away with something and they hold it. Just do your job. Let it go. You'll have a... You can be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. All right. Let's pray. Every head's bound, every eye's closed.